G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. With the spread of COVID-19, the coronavirus deepening, some Christian groups in Australia are reminding the nation of the value of biblical relationships, especially the concept of monogamous marriage and the necessity for the promotion of faithfulness between a husband and wife. Jack Sonneman has been 40 years a campaigner for family values in Australia and he's spoken up around issues of prostitution and close contact sexual services just recent times. Jack Sonneman, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be back with you. Jack, you've been vocal around issues of prostitution in Australia because of your concerns for the exploitation of women and girls. Coronavirus, it creates another uh, issue here, another twist, doesn't it? Uh, Yes, it does, Neil. In fact, the Australian just printed nationwide a small letter of mine that just says to stop the spread of COVID-19 state and territory government should close Australia's legal brothels and massage parlors. That, Neil, has created quite a furor on social networks, and it is uh, going around the nation right now for people to realize that we need to uphold the biblical definition of marriage, we need to uphold the biblical definition of the family, and we need to stand against things that are tearing away the very foundation of of marriage and the family here in Australia. The essence of what you're getting at here, Jack, and always hard to talk about these sorts of issues, but when you're talking about buying sexual services, you are talking about very close contact, and you're saying that there are those who are involved, whether it's the one purchasing or the one selling, but they're super spreaders of the coronavirus. Isn't that a remarkable statement? Super spreaders. They become super spreaders of this disease. Listen, here in Tasmania, our three major daily newspapers all carry ads for massage parlors, for escort agencies, for so-called adult products and services that actually encourage behavior that will spread this new deadly disease. In fact, people who use these products and services then return to their families, their sport clubs, their community groups, their businesses, their schools, placing everyone at great risk. And we think that our government should be discouraging the spread, uh, the deadly spread of COVID-19 by putting a complete, total, and absolute ban on prostitution, escort agencies, quote, massage, unquote, parlors, and things like this, because the government, we think, Uh, In fact, probably the primary responsibility of civil government is to protect public health and safety. And in so doing, we think they should close down these activities that are putting public health and safety at great risk. 
Jack, from what I understand, prostitutes undergo regular health checks for such things as HIV or syphilis, uh, genital herpes, gonorrhea, hepatitis B, part of a long list of sexually transmitted infections. But COVID-19 poses an extra threat because there's no way to really uh, stamp it out right now until someone comes up with a vaccine. Uh, So what are your thoughts here for the extra threat that COVID-19 poses for people who are buying sexual services? Very good question, Neil. And unless a prostitute or other sex worker is tested after each and every sexual encounter, how can we be assured that they have not become infected by the sexual encounter they just had? It is ridiculous, and and we are played for a bunch of fools if we think that testing, quote-unquote, the prostitutes is in any way going to not only look after our safety, but look after the safety of the girls. I'm very concerned about the girls in the industry. We need to look after their best interests, not necessarily after our own, but we need to love them enough to stamp out the industry, to curtail that activity, not to encourage it by legalizing it, but by putting it against people without biblical absolutes tend to look to the law for their absolutes and the law for their standard. And that's why we need to have a law based upon biblical principles that does not allow any aspect of prostitution, none whatsoever. And that's what we've been pushing for for a long time. And this uh, new deadly disease that is impacting the entire world gives us a very graphic example of, of, of the need for us to take even new and more safe precautions to look after the best interests of the public. Jack, there are critics and, you know, naming these sorts of issues that people have when you're outspoken on these things. Uh, people will say, oh, just another wowser trying to spoil everybody's fun. But I imagine that those who make that sort of criticism don't have any solution for the challenge that there is by way of a health crisis like we're facing right now. You know, Neil, wowser, you know, I like the term. Do you know what it's an acronym? It stands for We Only Want Social Evils Remedied. And I am in that camp. I would like to see social evils remedied, all of them. Prostitution just happens to be one of them. These sex industry workers are involved in an evil industry, and I would like to see that industry stamped out. Now, we're seeing what's happening by allowing this to continue, by this virus to be permeated through our culture. And we're talking about safe distances. We're talking about people not shaking hands even. Uh, much less getting involved in intimate sexual activity, which just goes back to the biblical standard of monogamy in marriage, faithfulness in marriage, and even what did Jesus say about looking upon a woman with lust? We have already committed adultery. We need to take Jesus' commands and a biblical standard, I think, much more seriously than we do at present. Let's talk about that commandment. It's the seventh commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. And while a lot of people think that's all about just spoiling our fun and uh, uh, there's a deeper issue here, it's about flourishing families. I guess there's an aspiration in there in the seventh commandment that promotes faithfulness between a man and a woman in a lifelong pledge of faithfulness in marriage that actually protects a nation, protects a people. I mean, sometimes misinterpreted, Jack. Yes, indeed, uh, Neil, that's, that's very correct. You know, the, 
the family is the foundation of of our of our society that is good it's a, it's it's the best form of welfare the best form of education system the best form of of feeding the hungry all originates in the family and that foundation of the family is under assault in fact in psalms it tells us if the foundations be destroyed what can even the righteous do you and I, as Christian believers, with a biblical Christian worldview, need to um, implement that biblical Christian worldview into our legal society. And if the Bible says forbid something, we should also have the law that says forbid something, if we want to see God bless our culture. Jack, some people will say it's the world's oldest profession. You can't stamp it out. But when you have a health crisis like this, and you do speak up and you make a call upon governments to take some action, somehow or other, I imagine they're being negligent if they don't do something because the lives of these women and girls are at risk. Don't we care about them, Neil? I don't understand that. We need to care about them enough to protect them, to protect them better than they've been protected now. Now, that's, I think, one of the foundational principles of civil government is to look after public health and safety. These girls and women that are involved in the industry, their public health and safety needs to be looked after by not allowing them to continue in that sin. Now, we can call it sin, and now the world is seeing that the the activity of that sin has consequences. And that's why if we curtail the activity, we will see the consequences decrease, in, in my opinion. Now, I have sent a letter to our premier here in Tasmania, all the state ministers. In fact, I've phoned the switchboards, and I've talked to they're receptionists, and all of them agree with me that this is a great idea, and they're going to pass the message on to those in, in charge. This just happened yesterday, so I think we will see some action coming about here in Tasmania. Now, I think people in Queensland should do the same thing. People in New South Wales should do the same thing. People in Victoria should do the same thing, because the premiers of these states may not care too much about what me in Tasmania have to say, but they do care about what voters in their states have to say. So we're encouraging people to get on to their local MPs, local their, their, their cabinet ministers, their state premiers, and tell them we need to ban this industry because it is placing all of us at great risk, especially in this new era of COVID-19. Well, Jack, you're talking about uh, tackling the advertising of prostitution, yes. and uh, it's one thing to pick up a newspaper or a magazine and see ads in there. It's another thing to try and tackle that in an online sense. I imagine, though, uh, you'd be calling on MPs to take some action in whatever way possible to protect the women, and uh, and some, no doubt... Uh, in the industry because they need to be or they have addictions that they're needing to service. Uh, there's some challenges there, and I guess you've got to start somewhere, and advertising's the best place to start. Well, of course it is, Neil. As you know, we have been extremely successful against pornography in Australia through those who finance it through their advertising. Now, the advertising in the newspapers and the magazines and other media across the nation is actually encouraging behavior that the government is saying we need to curtail. So what they're doing is encouraging behavior that is putting public health and safety at risk, and we think that if the media does not act responsibly and refuse these ads, then the government should come in and mandate that they refuse these ads because visiting a prostitute, visiting a massage parlor, uh, working with an escort agency is definitely placing all of those involved at great risk, 
and in doing so puts public health and safety at great risk, which the government needs to do a better job, I think, to, to take care of. Well, Jack Sonneman, I'll point people to your website, and I know you're encouraging people in the states and territories all around Australia to be in contact with their local MPs and their local council. Uh, let's point people to OzFamily.org. That's the Australian Federation for the Family website. OzFamily.org, and you'll be able to see... AUS, AUSFamily.org, and just click on Take Action, and you'll come down to Politicians, and you can click on your state, and it'll give you the phone numbers and addresses of your premiers, of your members of parliament, of your cabinet ministers. I would recommend a quick phone call to each department. Just leave it with the secretary, say you want a response, and uh, send them a letter, send them an email, make a visit to your MP, but we need to do something to better protect the people that are enslaved by this sex industry we have so prominent across the nation. The website is ausfamily.org, A-U-S, family.org. Jack Sonneman leads the Australian Federation for the Family. Jack, thanks for the update today on 2020. Bless you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.